0: Hello, Mr. Fox. How are you?
1: I'm just Andy. How are you, Scotty?
0: You are just Andy. You you sound a little far away today.
1: Uh, that's because of your shitty headphones. Oh, fair enough. You sound far away. I don't sound far away. You sound far away. Okay, we both
0: sound far away. Uh, anyway, so um, I've just watched your um, Hack Day video from last week that we were talking about. Rather good, I have to say. Thank you. May I ask how it went?
1: <laughs>
0: it went that. It went that well, did it? Never mind, little Johnny. There'll be other days.
1: <laughs> so you're a loser. I am a fucking loser, and the worst thing about it. Well, there are many worse things about it. Is that you know? Uh, I mean, I thought it was a good hack, um, and I think a bunch of people did. There was a lot of competition this year. I mean, th- there's always competition.
0: Are, are we allowed to? Ex- are we allowed to explain what the hack is, or is
1: that privileged information? I, you know, I don't know. Um, I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> I should have asked. Before. <laughs> so the answer is
0: no. This is this is about us doing our due diligence before every show properly. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well we'll get to that in a All second. Right. So, Man, so John, I, you, you I, did
0: this I, you did this hack that you can't tell us about that is really good but you lost.
1: Yeah. Um okay. You know what? I, think I can talk a little bit about it. I mean it it, it, it involved doing some clever stuff with the with A V mutable compositions to be able to to play with um content that we have. Um so I, I can say that. Um and it was it was a little bit cheeky. Um, so that's always a little dangerous that you do something and people may say, ah, well, you know, some people will say, oh my god, that's hilarious. Other people say that's cool, but you know, it doesn't. It, it feels weird, um, and so it, it's 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 you know, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I should be able to talk more, but I, I want to be careful. Um, and so it, it was like one of those things where it was in some ways it's like it's a scratch your own itch. It's it's working in an area of 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 of. of things that of of APIs that I've I've used before in prior life so it was, it was pretty fun to work on um, it had some, fair, and it also has the added twist of taking advantage of data that we already have, data that we have for for things like, like closed captions, um, but, but putting it to, to use in a different way, which I thought was fun. Um, and, but, the, you know, one of the things that was different about this year is because it was hack at home. You know, there was, I think there was more participation than there had been in years past, and there was uh, great, great participation from from folks in L.A. who work on studio developer tools. Um and, and just studio management tools. There's a lot of software development that's done down there for which and they do amazing stuff. And as you might imagine, the folks down in LA have uh pretty high production values when it comes time to for making the demo video because this year there was no there was no in-person live demo. Typically what what teams do is they do a, about a one-minute video or even less, and then they go on stage and present something. So in this case, since there was no on-screen, there's no in-person presentation, everybody got you know two minutes no more and and I timed this one to the very second you know I edit it um fairly aggressively um and it you know hack day is hard you know it, it takes a it takes a lot to be able to 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 think of something clever and to be able to execute it to a point where you can demo it and then to to try and make the the demo video and then present it and then you have to 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 try and and get people to vote because um anybody who can vote Uh, who's a Netflix employee, not necessarily, especially with time differences, not everybody's necessarily going to be watching the feed as it comes. So, um, yeah, but uh, we did not win. So, yeah. Am I bitter? I wouldn't say, well, not. Yes, I am bitter. But not in a bad way. Bitter, bitter in the way that you know, you, know, you work hard on something and you, and you think it's cool. But you know, there are other things that are that then then you see that like other people make other things that are even more impressive and even more cool. So the the hack that did win, I think, was was very well deserved. And this one was in a there was a broad uh, feature, uh, a broad category called product feature. You know, in in in, in times past, they might have segmented it by. By mobile or web or TV, but no, this was a generalized product feature. So I, we were competing against everybody who wanted to do anything on any of the Netflix platform.
0: So it's uh, it was a day of your time that's been used, and now you know many months of therapy.
1: I know it's a very expensive undertaking. Yeah, well, but the the, the thing about it is, is that uh, you know the same thing happened last year. I mean, the, 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 trying to trying to remember how many times I've entered Hack Day, um, and I've done it quite a bit. You know, I think six. And uh, I've won three times, um, and then when I say I, it's, it's I've always done it with teams. Uh, the first, the first uh, I did one entirely by myself, and and I was very proud of it. But then when I go to to make the presentation, I only realized after the fact that when you use an HDMI adapter for a phone it will not and and you're showing something that has drm content it gets blocked out so i'm demoing a feature in the netflix app that's related to video but all you know i'm happily presenting it thinking this is going really great but the audience is like you know completely staring off into space and i'm like man do i suck that bad but then in looking at it afterwards i realized like they couldn't see the damn thing or you know a good chunk of it and so that, that made me sad. And I never wanted that to happen again. So <laughs> I made sure next year I had other people on the team, if nothing else, to be able to operate a, a camera, just take the camera up and film off the screen. And that's good. So that helped the second time. But then I realized since I was doing that for, for the person I was working with and, and she was demoing and I was being the, the cameraman when I wasn't talking, then when I went to make my points, I'm gesticulating wildly and then the, I had not disconnected the camera. So <laughs> the poor audience is getting seasick watching (laughs) watching the viewfinder from my phone so that was a big mistake and then you know then the 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 next year when i started winning when we started winning we really had a a good team because i mean we had a good we had it down because we had a a great idea it worked really well um that was the the inav thing there was all such a press about it so i can talk about it and i have talked about it in the past but that was that was a really good one um and then we went to do a, a hack a day project down in 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 Los Angeles, and that also went well. Even bigger team. When you have big teams, you can have them help get out the vote. Um, and it was also very much one where it was a a, a you know p- people wanted to have this feature um, that we were working on. So I think that you know the the art and science of hack days um, uh, is is a a topic that one could discuss a lot. But I don't want to hog all the the hog all the, the 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 show. I want you to be able to talk about. Um your experiences in the universe this past week, so go ahead scotty how have your your experiences been in the universe this week?
0: well, John, you will be pleased to know that I too am a complete failure hmm. um, so this is the I failure show <laughs> as it now is so um, have you ever seen the film Monty Python and the Holy Grail
1: oh, yes. Yeah, you do. You're familiar. In fact, I was going to. I was going to use it in my hack.
0: <laughs> okay, um, and so you're familiar with the scene. Uh, I'm not dead yet. Yes, yes. Well, that is. <laughs> yes, but right. after la- after last week's um, uh, long lament of the perfect storm of failure. Um, Uh, my laptop decided that it wasn't dead yet. (laughs) So um, it would have been, it was dead the day after we'd spoken. um, I had the phone call from Apple support who were going to arrange for me to mail the machine in and they said, what's wrong with it? And I said, it uh, totally died. Um, And I tried everything to get it back to life and tried different chargers and pressed all the buttons and done all the things and read all the websites, blah, 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 blah. and as I was saying that, it was sat on my desk. I lifted the lid, and it came to life. And it's been working ever since. <laughs> so hmm. um, it's uh, it's not dead yet. And um, uh, and there we are. So oh, I I wasted half a show getting you feeling sorry for me and apologising for for things um, when my laptop wasn't even broken. And all it's proven, I was a totally incompetent support engineer who couldn't make it work.
1: Well, I think, first of all, you need to change its host name to Lazarus. And secondly, I want to claim um, credit for a couple of different things. First of all, is that I was correct that amongst our listenership was, in fact, a a German, you know, a, German, a an actual German citizen, German speaker, partial listener, hello, Uli, and a Uh, partial listener partial german speaker hello georg both of whom might i point out said that that my pronunciation of die Totenhosen was was perfectly good so there scotty and so i would say that even though you know your failure was a false failure that you failed at failing (laughs) you can't even fail i failed at failing that is that is an expert (laughs) level
0: of failing when you fail at failing
1: at least it, 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 it allowed us to come up with the new company Peace Office. So, so, so we can have peace of mind and peace of shit and I'm sure there are any number of additional products we can make under the Peace Off label. So what else I've been doing today? I've been uh, I've been
0: trying to thin out the Moneywell Code base. The co- Moneywell Code base is um very old, as we've had many discussions on. Uh, there are three main uh, there are, there are three products of which it was built around initially so that's the mac app the iphone reader sort of app called the manual express and an ipad app um and these three apps shared a number of in-house um submodule like not libraries just code repositories um that were called things like you know dates and um there was a Uh, an nts common because it was originally run by owned by no thirst software and then there was an mw common um for various things so there's a whole bunch of stuff and i'm trying to just basically clean this code up and uh, you know find out what's there now in any code base that's 10 years old um or a lot older than that now 11 years old um sometimes there's code that no longer gets used and yet it's in there and it's producing warnings and it's getting built it's not called it might have an import statement for it and sometimes it doesn't even have an import statement for it but it's in the xcode project so it's getting built um and so i'm trying to go through and say look we've got a lot of work to do on this stuff let's let's make sure we're only working on code that is actually being used somewhere um now you know some of that stuff's quite easy working out what there are import statements for it's quite easy because if you just take all the code out and then compile it it will tell you what's missing and you put it all back in again and with a little bit of round tripping you can make that work quite quick but one of the issues is um, in this cleanup is like of course there's lots of custom classes that are used, uh, lots of custom views I should say that are used and the only place they're ever declared is in a zip file So it might be, you know, my custom view is being instantiated instead of a view. But, of course, um, if that custom view is just doing whatever it wants without, you know, having to be referenced by any view controller or window controller of any form, there's never going to be an import statement for, for that. So finding out what views are being used in your app that are only being referenced in zip files is really hard. And I'm hoping now you're going to say, Scotty, you're a complete dumbass. Here's how you do it.
1: Uh, I would, except for I don't know how you could do it other than doing global search in Xcode to look for views, because you you it will it will search if I remember correctly, it will search in inside zip files for mentions of of the, for, for text matches. But otherwise, you would have <laughs> that. To... It
0: will. So that it will. But that means I then have to go. There are literally hundreds of custom views. That means I have to go through everyone and do a global search and find if it's being used anywhere. Um, which I will end up probably eventually having to do, because I mean, even though this is going to take hours to do, I think getting the code clean is is quite an important important thing. But I just wondered, you know, is there does anyone know of any tools that will do this for me? They'll create a list of unused code or unused modules. Mainly, they're mostly Objective C. So it can be probably an old tool in there, um, because if there are, because I've had a brief look and I can't really see anything that's obvious or anything that stands out. Is this is the one everybody uses? So if any of our partial listeners who are listening this week or at some point know of tools that will will tell me you know, do basically static analysis and tell me what code is in my you know what files are in my app that the app is not using, is either in zip files or in in the code, that would be really useful.
1: I am going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to twist Georg or Uli's uh you know uh, arm around this one cuz they seem to be the the types of folks who who would be able to figure this out. I mean, it seems like, you know, at some point your app starts and I in most cases all the classes would have loaded at some point would they not, you know? But then you know until they're used, how can you know if they're used? I guess that's the problem, you know. Um that that is, but but clang might should know i have no idea that's an interesting problem you think that it would be solvable i mean swift seems to to do that to make our lives miserable to find out where something you know either is not used or will be used in a way that will be painful yes and one of the reasons and, i mean it's not the language obviously it's it's it's, it's the compiler and one of the reasons doing this is we're merging
0: all three products into one code base um, because there's sub-module hell going on at the moment. Every time you make a change in the sub-module, it means you've got to build so many different repos and see what changes you've made that work or don't work. This is part of our, you know, we're going back to work on the original iPhone app, we're going back to work on the original iPad app, um, as opposed to releasing our new ones, just because it, all the stuff is there. And so this is all part of our, you know, making business decisions and spending the next year doing this. But equally, you know, changing an MW common module when it's used in all of them and then making it through. We're just, you know, everything's coming into one repo, multiple targets, the, and the Exco project gets built by Exco Gem. Uh, but of course, know, yeah, people have been throwing stuff into MW common for 10 years and yet it might only be used by one of the apps in the end and now and not being used. And so you just want to, I really want to understand where our code's being used, how important it is, how easy it might be to drop, or if I refactor it, how many things am I affecting? So, this cleanup exercise is part of trying to make that job easier. Could it be done without it? Yes. But somehow I just say, you know, I want this code to be um, cleaned up a little and know what code is used where. Because when you, um, I've said this before, when you use Xcode Gen to generate your projects, uh, generate your Xcode um, project files, um, you do it based on telling it which folders of your code go into which uh, targets. Um, And the easy thing was just to put everything, you know, into the one common folder and have it all there. But then you're building, you know, you're making it worse. So, yeah, so it would be nice to have a nice clean folder structure that did actually really represent how the code was being used because then, you know, we can keep that clean going forward with amendments and the way it goes as opposed to uh, uh, being a mess. But, um, yeah, if there is a tool set out there, I would really, really um, like to know it. So, John, what else have you been doing this?
1: Normally I would say this. Sorry, carry on. Yep. Well, I will tell you. I was going to say that this is a job for interns, so you should make one of your interns do it. Um, but I was going to share two uh, useful tidbits that I discovered um, this week. Would you like to hear them, Scotty?
0: I I would love to uh, hear one of your tidbits, and then I will share a tidbit.
1: Okay, and then I will. This will be tidbit for tatbit because then I will follow with my other tidbit. So my first tidbit is um, I was asked to update uh, one of the badges that we use. So we have badges in the app where we basically say this one, you know, is is part of the top ten collection, or this is part of the Black Lives Matter collection, or whatnot. Um, and uh, th- we do this using text attachments and everything is great. And for some time now, we've been using PDF files because being vector, they can be scaled to different sizes. It's all wonderful. Lots of reasons to love PDF. And so, you know, when the designer says, here's the new here's the new thing, can we get it in? It's like, sure, no problem. Can I have the PDF? And then they were like, Puh, who uses PDF? It's 2021. Are you kidding? All right, fine. I think we can do that. You know, why can't you be a grown-up and use SVG like like Android does? And and then I remembered after the fact that Apple said that they were going to sort of support SVG, and I said, oh, right, yes, that was an Xcode 12. We can use it. And so I happily went and got it, put it in there, put it in the in the, the media assets folder, and it didn't image properly. And <laughs> I said, don't. And I had to pass it back to them. I still have to file a radar. Wait, no, sorry, a feedback to them because the PDF works just happily. And then when I was lamenting that to my colleagues, one of whom came from Apple, I like, oh, a PDF is a much better format. And it is. It's also, I mean, it, it, it's a lot older and it does way, way, way more. I'm kind of surprised that the SVG didn't SVG didn't work, but um, that is a, a word to the wise that just because Apple says that SVG works doesn't automatically mean that it does. So there's my my first tip for the day. How about you, Scotty?
0: Well, well, thank, funny enough, I'm I'm working I'm working on a project at the moment where all the assets are all the assets are SVG and they work fine.
1: Oh, really? Wow. I guess it's just one of ours. Well, and they do. So
0: it must be something. Might be something about the the individual SVG, or maybe there is a a, a setting that is wrong. Was it? Did, you mean it just didn't render at all, or
1: it didn't, it didn't render properly? So basically, it was. It was, and I have I have no idea. And just looking at it, I me, mean, it was basically the word top and on the on the top, and then the the number ten below, it and it was just in a rounded corner square. So it's not exactly a complicated thing, you know. I suspect that maybe in the case of PDF, it might have embedded the fonts, or you know, or made a, or done some things like that. Whereas in SVG, it might have just turned it, converted it into paths or something. It almost looked like that the, the, that somehow the, the the paths were incorrectly interpreted because it basically just had the red background and just a little smidge of white at the top. So it just looked like a completely blown out Bezier curve. Um, and so it's, oh, and, and I think the other thing you know related to that is that you know there are all sorts of tools that that designers use to be able to to design something and then have it spit out different assets so it can say okay would you like this as PNG would you like this as SVG PDF and whatnot and it gives you things like the ability to share it with a developer and, and inspect it and so if you specify a color it does handy things to be able to represent that color. Using different you know standards and might even do things like generate you know as conveniences generate UI color color with you know code snippets um, and one of the things is 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 that uh, the the size was spec'd as something as like saying this needs to be seventy eight px. And so I dutifully I did it and, and and then it said, Oh, but that looks so weird. That's so large. Is that not at all what it looked like in the in the in the drawing? Well, okay. So I made a screen grab and I said, This is what I have using using the asset. And then that's kind of the thing is, is that in the case of, of bitmap images, there's kind of, you know, there's something that specifies the total number of pixels in the resolution so you can infer what the the natural size of it is with PDF. Um, I believe you can do that with SVG. I'm not sure how, how they do that, whether they have that concept, but there's always that question as what is the desired size for something that is scalable in vector? That you don't know. But then I discovered that the particular tool that they were using doesn't account for the fact that with modern displays, you you may have... Two pixels, you know, two screen pixels to, to make one point or, or or three, and I think by now even four. So um, that was a failing on on that particular tool that they're using. So I had to correct it, but that was the the fun thing of working with designers with vector assets and tools that may not um, be hip to some of these things. So I'm happy that 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 I am I am shouldering more of the failure burden of working with SVG than you are.
0: Yeah, because we're just using them for toolbar icons in an app that I'm working on. It's a Mac app when you're in get an iOS, but I can't imagine there's any difference in the way they work in um, no. the two, so. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Interesting to work out what that is. Okay, so my my, my um, thing that I've discovered this week, now I could be a million miles behind the curve here. Everybody else could have known about this for absolutely 200 years, and I'm just now waking up to life, but there we are. So do you know sometimes you, you're just Perusing GitHub for something, and there's um, you know, there's a project that's quite interesting. you not don't want to download the project and clone it. You're not going to use it, but you quite like to look through some of the code in it. And yet, getting to even though it's got better, you go to GitHub and you know just clicking through the folder structure and then seeing the code is not a great experience. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. So I discovered something that exists this week called Git GitHub One S. Mm-hmm. Heard of it? No. Okay. So GitHub One S, instead of instead of if you instead of going to GitHub.com slash repo URL, if you go to GitHub One S dot com slash repo URL, exactly the same here instead of seeing the GitHub UI, you get a web version of Visual Studio Code with the with the repository loaded. No way. And th- so you then get the navigation bar on the right. You can click through the files. They come up all syntax highlighted, and you can navigate the GitHub repo without ever downloading it as though it was in Visual Studio. And for just going through and seeing how certain code works in certain libraries that you're just interested in, it's amazing. <laughs> so that, that is, is amazing. My, my my exciting discovery of the week. So, yeah, just so github1s.com. It will even work with um, private repos. If you're prepared to put in a, um, a, a a token that you create in your own GitHub, which only which they promise only gets stored in your own browser, up to you whether you believe them or not, um, and you can then navigate around the projects and, and just just see things, and it just makes going around looking at stuff in GitHub really. I mean, as a vi- I use Visual Studio Code for a bunch of stuff anyway, so it's a UI I'm used to, but it looks it's like it's so uh, yeah. There we are. If you regularly look at things on GitHub and you want to um, have a slightly better maybe viewing experience than um, GitHub 1S. It's an open source that, project. Um, that that is way cool. Trip. So there we are.
1: I, I'm going to tell all my friends and family about it. All right, Scotty. You, you do you, that. Uh, do you want my last tip? John, I would love your last tip. Okay. It's a little bit more involved. And, of course, it involves accessibility. We had a, a an audit. So working through some of the findings. And one of the things we found um, was... Uh, in the the thumbs rating uh, mechanism that exists, so you you tap on 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 a thumbnail in in our you know in our grid view, and up comes the display page, which gives you more detail. And then on that one, there's a little thumb icon where you can rate it. And that was something I did a million years ago using Lottie, and it was very nice because it was accessible and so on and so forth. I was very proud of it. Um, but in the intervening time, the way that we do navigation has changed and therefore the containment of the, the child view controllers has changed and the way things were presented it used to be that the display page would be full-screen modal effectively, and now it's not. It's pushed on a navigation stack. And as a result, when you go to bring that up and you have voiceover running, you know, navigating voiceover it requires... You know, there's There are things that, that come into mind that make it a more or less pleasant experience, and, and one of the things that makes it pleasant is if you've got a, a modal view... You you designated it such, and there's a little audio cue, and that's very good because people know there's been a a screen change, and that also alerts them to the fact that they might use this double Z, double finger Z gesture to dismiss it if they want to go back. Um, And in this particular case, there were there should only be three elements visible to VoiceOver: one is the thumb up rating, the other is the thumb down rating, and the third is the the cancel button. So they and but in fact, because of the change in the navigation, the way it was presented. When it w- would get presented, the, the cursor would go first to to one of the items which was relating to, to rating and then it would jump immediately to the back icon because it was presented in a navigation stack and that the top of the navigation bar, there are other persistent bar button items, one of which is for – you know, using Chromecast or, or or you know, projecting to your TV. The other one was for going to the, the section for changing your profiles, and then you had all the tab bar buttons on the bottom. So instead of having three choices, the first of which being selected for you, the, the useful one, it would jump. It was a terrible experience, and I, I hadn't looked at it in a while. It was kind of embarrassing when I looked at it and, and, and being, you know, chastised for what it was. It took me a, a little while to to fix it, but it was like one of those things where it's kind of subtle because for for a sighted user, you know, we don't really want it to be full screen modal because there's a tab bar below and we want at any point if somebody just taps on it and, and says, now nah, I want to bail out and, and tap on another tab or navigate in the tab. If it's full screen and full screen modal, those buttons wouldn't be operable. Um, and and I'm sure that was part of the thinking for it. So, and this is a, a case where, you know, it made sense to, to, to me to be able to say, if voiceover is running... And you know, we're presenting this, yes, we're gonna make it completely full screen modal and I just changed the way that the, the, the view hierarchy was 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 created. Changed the which hosting view controller would then present the view controller which contained these the the, the Lottie animation which made the the animated, you know, thumb selector work. So it, it took me it took 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 about 25 minutes to figure out, was like, what's going on? I had to go back to all my hack techniques, and I hadn't looked at that code in the longest time, and I went through some of the tried-and-true techniques I do of just, like, saying, when in doubt, give a garish background color to the view so you can see where it is actually is being drawn versus where you think it's being drawn. So there's my little uh, tip of the week.
0: John, you are a... Um, Full of tip. Yeah, you, you, you have redeemed yourself of, of your hack
1: failure. that's right okay and you have redeemed yourself from your fail failure my fail failure
0: there we are so john if people want to um send you flowers and commiserations um because you know they are so sad that you are a loser um where should they do that
1: well, they can find me on the place where humanity comes to console itself. Twitter, where you'll find me as Jembe—that's D that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to help you fail more successfully, where where might they offer suggestions?
0: Well nobody ever talks to me on Twitter apart from Georg who jibes me. He <laughs> just taunts <laughs> you mercilessly. He just taunts me mercilessly. So the last bit when my laptop was broken, was there sympathy? No. No, it was just oh, he's just trying to find excuses that he's gonna lose this bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: true. That's crazy. The teacher pulling the teacher ate my homework with the dog ate my homework. Yeah.
0: The man has no heart. He has no heart
1: at all. Heartless Georg. He is,
0: he is a cold and heartless Georg, as he will now be known. But if anyone other than Georg wishes to speak to me, you can do it on Twitter, where I am MacDevNet. <laughs> and uh, please, Georg, th- feel free to be mean. I think, um, I think, because you know, um, I'm looking to replace one or two of our partial listeners, mentioning no names, <laughs> Georg. Um, so, um, <laughs> if if all you other ones could go out and tell a friend about the show um well no that's not know. why would you subject your friends to this go out and tell someone you don't like all about the show <laughs> and, and encourage them to sign up so um just forget if the more people who listen the less often you have to with the partial listener system well,
1: uh, so that's we true, but Scotty, I hate to break it to you that I was talking to another of my stunning colleagues, whom I adore, High Lyle, who is a real podcaster and a real broadcaster. Might I point out, he was telling me that he'd heard from from a friend of his that's like, hey, I heard that that <laughs> I heard about Hack Day, and then he and then in knowing because the, when he heard that, he already knew the results, and he's like, oh no, <laughs> John's talking about something, and he and he doesn't know that it was like one of those those perseverance things. It's like so I was talking about something where i wasn't i couldn't know what the results are going to be and then then somebody who heard it past you know an event that took past knowing what the future outcome was he was cringing and 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 offered his sympathy which was an upstanding thing for him to do which i would imagine he was easier to do since he won again he always wins he's the winningest person at hack day um anyway there so you should be happier scotty
0: I'm just taking a moment of reflection on what you just said. Yeah,
1: because you could. <laughs> nah.
0: Right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back next week where we'll try to be less losery um, and more. More better-y. <laughs> winnery. Bettery. <okay>. Winnery. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely. Uh... Uh, next week, John, our task is—I think they say—set your goals properly. So I think next week we'll try and be two percent more winnery. All right, that's that is where we're heading. That, that, right. It's always good. Thanks for listening, everyone. You take care. Until next week, that's the one. <laughs> we, couldn't
1: even, we failed at the ending, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: I need help. Bye. <music> Bye.